630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, Austin Matthews has scored twice. He's up to 53 on the season. Oh, the Leafs just got another one. So now 4-2 Toronto leading Tampa Bay with seven and a half minutes left in the second period. After two, Boston and Columbus tied 2-2. It is nothing St. Louis over Arizona. Three and a half minutes into the second period. Flames and Kings start in an hour and a half. In about 15 minutes, we got the tip-off in the NCAA championship game between Kansas and North Carolina. Men's World Curling in Las Vegas. Canada over Italy, 10-4 today. That's the Gusher rink. They are 5-0. They will play Germany tomorrow. The Oilers practiced today in San Jose. It was a maintenance day for Evander Kane and Leon Dreisaitl. Miko Koskinen. Uh, was back on the ice and sounds like he's feeling a little better. Well, he must be feeling a lot better because uh, Stuart Skinner has been sent back to the Bakersfield Condors after uh, being called up on an emergency basis yesterday to uh, back up Mike Smith in the 6-1 win over the Ducks. So that's what's going on with the Oilers, and uh, they will play San Jose tomorrow. We'll have inside sports from 6 to 7. Craig McTavish will join me tomorrow night. Face-off show at 7, game at 8.30. Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer will be on the call. Well, uh, a lot going on for the U of A Golden Bears and Pandas over the last couple of weekends with uh, national tournaments and unfortunately a little bit of heartbreak along the way to discuss uh, some of those results and the season that was and getting back after it after uh, losing all the sports to the pandemic in the previous season. I'm pleased to welcome back to the show the athletic director at the U of A. It's Ian Reed. Ian, thanks for hopping on tonight. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, Reed, and how are you? Well, I'm doing very well. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. It was uh, it was nice to be talking about U of A sports again for the last few months and. Uh, certainly a big event over the weekend at the Savile Center with the men's final eight being held. First of all, uh, just tell me a little bit about how the event went off. Well, it was fabulous. We sold out Friday and Saturday, a huge crowd again on Sunday for the, for the final day. And, you know, it was a great atmosphere. It was loud. It was entertaining. The, The students were out in droves having a great time and, you know, really good games. We, uh, we had a fantastic game on Saturday. Unfortunately, we, we didn't win it. But uh, anyways, very exciting. Really, really great event for basketball in Edmonton and a great event for the city. I believe the Golden Bears did get bronze. They won the third-place game? Yes, yeah, they won the third-place yeah. game over Queens. And, and, I mean, only two losses all season, the Canada West final, and then losing to a perennial powerhouse in the semifinal by a point. Uh, what can you say about the job uh, Barnaby Craddock and his players did this season? Well, it was it was unbelievable. We had a great team, and, you know, we're really happy to see a lot of those players being Edmonton players now, uh, the guys that grew up and, and played in Edmonton. And uh, that's a great thing, too, I think, for basketball. You know, for a while, it was it was hard to find good enough uh, players in that were from Edmonton uh, to, be, to be able to compete on the national level. And I, I really think it's great to see, you know, half the team being just great from here. The uh, hockey team, the Golden Bears hockey team, had a 4-2 lead in the third period of the championship game. Unfortunately, lost 5-4 in double overtime to St. FX. Uh, man, oh, man, Ian, I, I was 
I'll be honest with you, I was watching more of that game than I was the Oilers and Ducks, even though I had to talk about the Oilers and Ducks last night because uh, the Oilers pretty much had it in control. Were you able to follow that one? And, um, uh, I mean, I certainly feel for those players, especially guys like, you know, you know like Captain Clayton Kirichenko and other players, that that was going to be their, their last game with U of A. Yeah, well, you know, I think we're we're thinking about changing the the name of U of A to University of Almost, because uh, we've come so close so many times over the years, uh, in so many different sports, and we seem to we seem to get an awful lot of uh, silver and bronze medals. However, you know, that's a big accomplishment too, and I'm absolutely amazed that Ian Herbers was able to pull together a team that was, uh, you know, that good and and that close to winning a national championship with as many first year student athletes as we had it was a fantastic job by Ian Herbers and Stan Marple in re- recruiting and developing that team I saw them play quite a bit really early in the year and I and I thought wow these guys are a long ways from from being a great team and, and he just molded those guys into a powerhouse by the final weekend so we we're really proud of them yeah well and I mean all these tournaments are, are single elimination right so you, you run into a hot goalie or don't get a bounce or two along the way and sometimes that can that can happen I mean what else did I, I, I know I talked a lot about Pandas volleyball because Corey White was on uh, the show a few times here in, in the spring uh, what were some other highlights for teams that meddled or did well once they got the nationals well I think right across the board you know we were we were very good right across the board Panda basketball had a great season uh, you know they got upset in one of those one shot wonder uh, 17 team playoff games uh, Panda volleyball also had a great season you know came out of it came out of it with a medal and uh, you know women's volleyball in Canada is very very competitive of course Corey White is uh, all world player for the Panda volleyball team unfortunately you know she didn't manage to go away with a gold but both of our wrestling teams I think would have won national championships nobody beat us Uh, (laughs) they decided they weren't going to compete with us this year for whatever reason and so uh, you know we've we had great success in curling and in tennis and we had we had really good soccer teams our football team is always competitive now Uh, you know we we are doing very well across the board with all of our student athletes and all of our coaches are really happy with uh how how was it um getting you know, fans into the like you mentioned that there was good turnout at final eight I, I was really impressed with golden bears hockey it looked like uh because i've been going to golden bears hockey since you know the early 90s and sometimes there's ebbs and flow with uh, attendance and student interests i mean certainly the students were back and they were building the uh, beer glass pyramid in the, in the corner and all that kind of stuff. How, how was the attendance uh, across the board here for this year? Like, were you still coming out of the pandemic a bit or were people right back? No, it was really, really good. Uh, the hockey attendance the last four or five years that uh, that were non-COVID uh, years have been fantastic. The students come out, always come out. They have a great time. It just seems to be building and building. It used to be that our you know, biggest crowd would be about 1,500, and now our average crowd is about 1,500, and our bigger crowds are over 2,000. So, you know, it's really good uh, support for hockey. The students are having a great time, and that's a big part of it, you know, is a U of A, part of the U of A culture, if providing a little bit of student life on campus. It's huge, and, uh, and I think they're starting to find their way to the Savile Center, you know, uh, so I think support has been really, really good. We've had some great crowds, and uh, the support on campus has been fantastic, and that really is important for us. It's very, very important because the students pay a lot of our bills. It's been 
I guess about a decade for Ian Herbers. He only took the three-year leave so he could go coach in the NHL. Um, you know, Chris has been with the football team a long time. Uh, Scott's been the Pandas basketball coach. Uh, I believe he's about 15 years now. Uh, Barnaby's, I think, a little over a decade now, basketball men's coach. Uh, I guess you changed your men's volleyball coach because uh, Dan Luck <laughs> retired, but he was doing it a while. Um, I mean, how much does that coaching stability? I, I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm kind of answering an, asking an obvious question here, but I want to get your perspective on what that coaching stability means at a lot of different levels. Well, when I first started at, at the U of A, and uh, I was just learning my my way at the U of A, one of the things I looked at was to to see why you know, some of our programs were really successful and some of them were struggling, and that was back in the early 90s. And I just looked at Bears hockey and I looked at Claire Drake's record in, you know, 26 years, and, and I thought, you know, maybe stability is the answer in university sport because if you want to build an alumni and if you want to build uh, a quality program and you want to build a tradition and you want to build a place where people want to be, student-athletes don't want to go to a place where they, they get recruited by a coach and the next year there's a different coach and the year after there's another one. That's not the way they want to go through their career. And the alumni, you know, the alumni love to be able to come back and see the old coach. And I felt for years that if we could hire quality coaches and figure out a way to keep them for a long time, that that would be the ingredient to success. And I think if you look at programs across Canada, the ones that are successful tend to be the ones that have a long history of having the same coach. Now, having said that, you know, they have to be successful or they're not there that long, and uh, and then they are successful. So, uh, But I think it's incredibly important, and the fans and the students relate to a, a coach who's the head of the program because, let's face it, in university sport, the head coaches are what it's all about. I'm going to throw another one at you here, and Ian, I, I don't know if you can do anything about this, but I want to ask you anyway. Uh, you know, over the years, the University Cup final has been on TSN, it's been on Sportsnet. Other years, it's been hard to find. This year, it was streamed on CBC Sports. That's how I watched it. Uh, well, and I watched parts of your other two games as well. But I noticed as Bob and I were talking about the game yesterday on the Faceoff show, I got some Twitter DMs from people saying, Reed, how do I find this game? Like, is that well, a problem that it's not on conventional television? I mean, a lot of people wanted to watch that game and weren't sure where to get it. Well, I think it's a problem, but it's an evolution. So, you know, streaming is becoming the, the way of the future. And, you know, it's just a matter of making sure that you've got good quality and you've got good promotion and marketing of where it is. I mean, I had a hard time finding the game one day. I, I was an hour late finding it because I was flipping around through websites trying to figure out where it was. And, of course, about 20 people told me where it was before that, but at my age I can't remember sometimes. So, you know, it, is, it isn't always that that uh, easy to find the games and that's really uh, unfortunate but i think there's an evolution and i think we just have to get better at streaming that's where it, that's where it's going to be um but it's not it's not so much the platform as it is that we really have to work on the quality of the productions if we're not going to get the mainstream producers and directors uh, camera guys and and it's about budgets too because you know in order to have a good production you have to have multiple cameras you have to have switchers you have to have high def you have to have good bandwidth and that just takes time to develop and and unfortunately right now we don't have a major media sponsor that's putting money into the production and uh that's as big a problem as uh, you know just the inability to be able to find it but it's ridiculous that we don't have a better way of making sure people know where to find the game we have to do a better job of that but every Canada West game is 
because even when I was doing the basketball games, and this was several years ago, and I think the last couple of years were all video webcasts. Is every Canada yeah. West game now available through video through the Canada West website? Yeah, everyone is. And, you know, at one time, uh, the productions were pretty pretty bad, but we have we've invested a lot of money in multiple cameras, and we've invested a lot of money in uh, technology, and we're trying to train more and more people to run that technology. So we're getting better at it. And, uh, you know, we, and the replays are incredibly important, of course, because people that watch sports on television are watching sports for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons you love to watch on TV is because you get the replays. And, uh, you know, when we were just when we were just streaming without replays, it was sort of, you know, uh, not nearly as good a viewing experience. But now our guys have learned to uh, train people to do replays. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, uh, knowledge that's required to do a really good job of replays, and you take it for granted when you're watching mainstream television. But, you know, I can tell you it took us a long time to figure it out. But I think it's very good now, and... Uh, I think people should have a look at it because uh, it's really well well worth watching now at most places. Some places are still lagging quite a ways behind. It's, some universities are, but I think ours is uh, at the forefront. Okay. Well, Ian, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you know, we always enjoy talking to U of A athletes and coaches here on Inside Sports, and, of course, we're going to keep featuring them here throughout the season. And uh, still more to come, obviously, for the U of A. Really appreciate your perspective. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. Well, thank you, Reed, and have a good night. That is Ian Reed, the athletic director at the U of A. And I, I was asked that. How do I watch this game? How do I watch this game? Well, you have to get it on the CBC Sports app. And the presentation was good. I thought the guys calling the game were good. I guess some of it I was listening to with the sound down while I was on air myself following it. But they did have uh, replays. But, yeah, I, I, as I said, when Bob and I were talking about that, I got some messages from people saying, how, how are you watching this? And it's, it's interesting. Um, if... You know, here's the thing. I'm probably preaching to the choir, right? If you if you listen to Inside Sports in Edmonton, you probably know along the way there's going to be U of A content, and you probably care to at least some extent. So you're probably thinking, yeah, I would have liked to watch those games. But maybe there's, I don't know, on the grand scale, is there enough of an audience? I would think for the University Cup final there would be, simply because it's a championship hockey game in Canada. Um, it'd be nice to have that on Sportsnet or TSN or whatever, but uh, Ian gave the counter to that and said streaming is the way of the future, and, and that's how it was offered. Okay, happy to hear from you, 780-496-0063. Uh, the Leafs and Lightning still going at it. Like I mentioned, Matthews with a couple of goals. He's up to 53. The NCAA Finals about to tip off. We'll keep you updated on that one. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, uh, got a couple messages here from people who uh, care a lot about youth sports. Uh, one individual says, although they stream pro sports games, they are ultimately televised. That's still the major platform. I hear Ian, but don't agree streaming is the future. Not yet anyways. And uh, another individual simply says, get the blankety-blank national final on TV. A joke that it wasn't. People still want to watch hockey on TV, and I can't believe the Golden Bears lost. Some messages to 780-496-0063. Clacker, what do you have? 
Got a text from Vic who says uh, he is so right. It is too bad we don't have a bigger market for broadcasting U Sports events. Maybe local stars will one day be major league stars. That is from Vic. Vic's a big sports fan. Uh, my experience with Vic is that he likes. I don't know if he likes all sports, but that he likes most sports and would probably watch big games. Yeah, fair comment. Now, this is not having to do with you sports, but but Justin texting, why do people want to pass Calgary? I'd rather play L.A. first round than Dallas, Nashville, or potentially healthy Vegas. Uh, I, I had a Flames fan say to me that they do not want to play Nashville in the first round, but it might be inevitable. No, good question by Justin. Your good comment by Justin. I mean, I'd, I'd rather play Dallas or Nashville than L.A. myself because the thing is, the L.A. Kings, Kopitar and Deneau are two centers that defensively do match up against McDavid and Dreisaitl. So for me, I'd rather play Dallas and Nashville. But Vegas, well, another story. I think with any playoff team, you got to pick your poison, right? I mean, Nashville's got U, uh, UC and Soros, or U, uh, UC, U, uh, Yossi and Soros, you know, and teams that play the Oilers are going to say, well, they got McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, so... But I, I, I like the way that Justin worded that for sure. What else do we have? We have a, uh, a text from Andy who I guess he pretty much did a poem where he goes, oh. in my mind, comma, Leon Dreisaitl is the best around, comma, most complete, comma, most talented and driven player in the world. Nate, Austin, and Connor are all excellent players, but none are naturally as multidimensional as Leon. Truly, the only player who resembles Leon's skill set is Mario Lemieux. That is from Andy, the carpet guy. Uh, yeah, Andy writes in fairly often. Uh, usually has a good point for sure. Well, Le Leon's an incredible player. His all-round game is beyond, like Drew and I were talking about, beyond what we thought it would be. Anything else? We have a, a guy who says uh, shout out to the Kansas Jayhawks as they play tonight. Uh, the, it's from Dale and wanted to mention that alumni Becky Monahan here in Spruce Grove cheering on alumni Jayhawk fastball and Team Canada softball. Have we had Becky on the show? I can't remember if we have or not. I think we might have at some point. Well, maybe we'll have to try and get her on if uh, if Kansas wins. That's pretty cool. Appreciate that. Okay, we'll try to get some more of your uh, messages later. we got a really cool baseball story coming up. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.